You're listening to What It's Like with Luce, a podcast highlighting ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm your host, Lucy Norris, and on today's episode, I'm chatting with the actor playing Mick in BBC Three's upcoming comedy drama, My Left Nut. Taking classes at the local drama school in Belfast, this week's guest never anticipated a starring role in an on-screen show. Deciding to leave acting behind him to focus on school studies, it was a random email while on holiday with his friends that decided a new fate for him. Catching a flight home to audition, it wasn't long before he was thrown into intensive filming and well, he can tell you what happened next himself. Sharing how he navigated a script set around a personal life story and the topic of men's health, here's what it's like to be Nathan Quinn overall. If you don't mind taking me all the way back to the very beginning of everything and just chatting a bit about what it was like for you growing up in Belfast and how you first discovered acting. So I had started off, I was I was always in, in the act and I was always a bit of a performer when I was younger. I mean, I, I guess there's some footage of me when I was a kid, like like acting out the scenes from Wizard of Oz and stuff. I was like <laughs> dressed up as the Tin Man or the Scarecrow or something. It was always, it was always, I was always a bit extra as a kid. Um, so that was something that was noticed very early on. Um, I started an act, a, a drama school um, not too far from home uh, in the town. Um, and that was my auntie worked there, so she'd got me into it. Um, it was the Rainbow Factory. So that was uh, that was a great that was a great start. It was like it was it was just it was just like a like a youth organization um, geared towards getting like kids from the community in and and, and to try and develop their, their drama skills and, and just their confidence in general. I mean, any, anything that I've done since, like I have to owe it back to them for, for the skills that I'd acquired uh, in those, those early years. Um, just developing personal personal skills and um, doing shows, uh, did a few musicals and so on. So it was like, it was, it was all, that was kind of the development in the, in the earlier years. So I was there for about 10 years. I was there from the age of eight till about 18. Um, I'd finished there just before I finished school. So I had done <clears throat> my A-levels and i just finished i think um at, at the end of june um in 2019 and i thought that was it i thought that was you know i kind of i kind of fallen out with the whole thing i thought you know like it was just it was, one, it was like a side passion that i had alongside school i kind of got myself in the study mode and, and got caught up in my levels so after my uh school years i just thought you know what i'll take a gap year and i'll just focus on myself and, and try different things Lo and behold, it came along just to just a random email, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, I, essentially, I'd, I'd done a, like a masterclass on audition technique um, with Carla Strong Casting, um, which is a local casting director. Um, and that was that was done um, like 2016, something like that. So it was years ago. Now. But I think they I think something that happened was like um, they got the wrong email from me from back then. So they, they've been I think they've been trying to contact me for a few years. Oh, but just no. couldn't get through. <laughs> yeah. So so they, they finally got through to me. Um in like I think it was like early July of of 2019. And I was due to be going off on two holidays. I was going on a holiday with my, with my family uh, and then a holiday with my friends. I just I just finished school, so we were going for a holiday ourselves. And it was on that holiday with my mates that I got news that I got oh, that wow. they were it was it was like a like a, like a callback a callback audition so um I was I mean I was away in a, in a different part of, of the world uh, enjoying the sun and then just got got this news um so it's a bit that's, that's a bit of a story to be fair um I basically came home early from the holiday 
and did a final audition for it um, with Paul, the director, and Carla. I mean, that was it. I think it was just, it was all done within a week. I think that was, I think I was the last, I was the last character to be cast in the whole thing. So everyone else was sorted and organized and ready to go. Ah. And I was, I was kind of thrown in last minute. But I wasn't complaining. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's mental. So was it yeah. um, an immediate decision, a no-brainer that you were going to go and pursue this? Did you kind of have to think about maybe what this was going to mean for, for your life in the new direction? As I said, I'd kind of given up on, on the acting thing after school. I just got so caught up in studies and thought that was the way to go. Um, I honestly never could have foreseen any like anything like this happening especially on that kind of scale you know it's not every day you get a, an audition for a, a bbc3 comedy drama like you know what i mean it's, it's not it's not your usual kind of opportunity so I, I i obviously took it both hands and just thought you know what i'll throw myself in and i'll see where it goes essentially it it, it all kind of it started off i was invited to like a a, a, a group audition so there was like 40 of us or something in Belfast but I, I, I discovered later on that they've been doing auditions obviously um under Roland Productions that they, they had been casting people in London as well um <clears throat> and perhaps other places I'm not sure so I was part of a bigger pool of fish I, I didn't realize that uh, at the time but um it honestly I was sitting there and I just thought you know what like all these people here are sitting here they've all got loads of experience they're like very very experienced guys like um and I'm sitting there just finished school <laughs> not really thinking much of it obviously I have I have got experience and I have done acting before but it was all theater it was all theatrical it was never it was never anything to do with the screen so that was very a very new phenomenon for me um I I did the audition and I kind of noticed there was something I had to explain. I had to explain to them basically that I had a flight that day, so I had a flight to my <laughs> to my holiday with my mates in, in Spain uh, later that that afternoon. So I got there at like ten or something in the morning, and I had to leave at like twelve or one. So I think people, everybody in the in the groups, were sort of sitting there wondering why I was getting to go up before them and and, and getting to change groups and stuff because we we practiced in different groups. Um, and I was getting to bunk the queue and got brought upstairs. Uh, and I kind of noticed that Paul, the director, and, and Sham was there as well, the producer um, from Roland. She, she was, they were both there and they kind of asked me to wait outside because they wanted me to come back in again with a different group to kind of do the other because we were taping for uh, three different characters that day. And I think they were just, um, they obviously wanted to get me for a couple of, of the characters before I had to head off. So I then again, I finished it up and I thought, you know what? Well, that was a great day at least and uh i'll, I'll hopefully it, it works out but if not all the best so I was, I was heading off and went on my flight uh from a holiday and thought nothing of it really to be honest that's that's probably like my first big audition uh mm. of, of anything really um outside of theater so yeah i was not i was not anticipating what happened next and i guess i was i was on my holiday and i got another email to do a tape so i had to do a tape with my mate on my holiday Oh, um, I bet he loved like, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I remember what I had to do. I had to, I had to ask him. I just said, listen, can, can you go on a walk with me here? I want to talk to you about something. It's, it was all very confidential. I didn't, I didn't want to make it a big deal. So, because it would just be too nerve wracking if I did. So I thought, do you know what? I'll ask one of you to trust him enough. <laughs> Brought him out for a walk on the beach. And I uh, just said to him, I just said like, listen, can you help me out with this tape? Um, it's for a BBC, BBC3 show. 
and he was like, "Oh yeah, of course, mate, that's brilliant." He was, he was, you know, he was buzzing like. Uh, we went back and uh, did the tape in the apartment that night or in the hotel that night, and it was it was the worst. Like I had my had my phone sitting the wrong way, and like the the light was terrible. You could hardly make me out. But it must have been good enough to get, to get a, a, a third go at it. So they called me back. I wanted to do it in person. So that's why I had to leave the holiday early. And uh, I actually did that last audition in the school that you can see in the show. Oh. They were auditioning me more or less like a couple of weeks before they started filming. So it was very last minute like for me. But uh, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, so it sounds like your life in a couple of weeks just completely flipped upside down <laughs> in the most unexpected way. But that's such a good story. Yeah. You know, when you're mm -hmm. famous in a few years, um, telling how you got into your career, that's quite a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. And so when you were going through the audition process um, and getting closer to filming, did you know like fully what the show was going to be about, that it was going to be highlighting men's health? And how did you feel about approaching that kind of material? Well. If I'm being honest, when I first read the email as, as like the breakdown of, of the show, I think the first thing that struck me was that, you know, it would require me to, you know, expose my backside. To be honest, that was the first thing that I kind of noticed and kind of thought, right, <laughs> this, this will be interesting. <laughs> and then when I, when I read into it more, I, I, I read into the message behind the whole thing um, and that it was based on a true story as well. It was based on Michael, one of the writers, um, some of the events uh, of his life. So um, that that kind of, as much as that was, it it, it made it more authentic um, and, it, and it made it a lot more worthwhile, I think, like in, in the sense that it wasn't just a comedy. It wasn't just a your random, you know, drama. It was, it, was, it was something with heart and it had a great message to it. And it was something that we could convey, hopefully help some people out along the way. Um, so that was obviously all a bonus. Um, going into it again that was the very initial stages so that was before I even thought that I'd be part of the whole thing so when I when I was finally you know um, privileged enough to, to get on board with the whole thing I was I was delighted um, I, I had a couple of calls with Michael um, one of the writers <clears throat> and he was just basically telling me about, about his, his early life and and some of the things that would help to give me some context for the, for the part for the character um, and I mean that was that was because he was a lovely guy like I was I, I, he did not make me nervous himself but I think I kind of had this kind of it was kind of looming over me it was a bit of a responsibility a bit of a weight you know to it, it's my first go at anything it's my first proper job and it just happens to be based on the writer's you know early life and uh, for, for a large part and it was it was something I had to you know weigh up and consider and, and, and get myself ready for because um I was otherwise just like an 18 year old kid just finished you know school and I, I, I hadn't any any previous experience of dealing with real subject ma subject matter like that, you know. So um, that was a big deal for me, um, and definitely added to the nerves. But I mean, it all worked out in the end. So um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess like within that, obviously, you are telling someone else's story, which, as you explained yeah. there, in itself is daunting. You want to do it justice, but mm -hmm. how do you prepare for something like that aside from? speaking to the person how do you get yourself ready to do that and I suppose also bring your own flair to it and your own you know acting personality to it and not just kind of replicating exactly because I think it was a play before as well was it so, it was yeah it um, was yeah how do you kind of make sure that you're not just I suppose for want of a better word copying something that's yeah, already done? yeah 
Well, I think that, that was one of the first things that was established in when I was cast in the role. That was one of the first things that me and Mick uh, had established in the, in the early phone calls before we even did the table reading. I, I called him, or maybe it was after the table reading of the script. And that was one of the first things that we made sure that, that you know, I, I wasn't to replicate his performance on the stage. I wasn't to, to replicate that kind of characterization that he developed over the years for the stage show. That was something that was separate and it was a very, obviously a very different medium as well. Theatre is very different to, to television. So we wanted to make sure that was that was a kind of, we kept that dichotomy very, we kept that separated, those two things. Um, so I I was told basically, I can have a look at the, the, the live show for some ideas, some context, but it's very much up to me how I go about the, the characterization and, and personality of the character. The, the thing was for me, that made that a little bit tricky was because I, I tried to make, I, I still wanted it to be authentic. I still wanted the character to be authentic. I didn't want it to be something that, you know, came across as too rehearsed or too, you know, um, you know, dramatized, you know, I, 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 I wanted it to be true to myself as well. It was my first, my first show. So it was something that it, 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 it was important to me that I portrayed an aspect of myself as well. I, fe I felt very connected to that character. I felt like it was a very similar kind of, personality to mine when they when they explained to me like like the way the character how they would like the character to be seen and how they'd like it to be performed and so on give me some ideas in the early stages i was kind of like well that's kind of just that's a bit like me as well so I, I can i can pick up on, on my own experiences um th and that really helped me to hit the ground running from the beginning you know i, I saw similarities but i didn't want it to be just a, just obviously a replication of my own life either i wanted to make sure it was it was still unique and original um but I mean, for the most part, I just I just went about it naturally. I, I didn't want to rehearse it. I thought rehearsing it would be too too fake. Um, a lot of it was was on the day as well, because like I had <clears throat> in total we had sixteen days to shoot it, and each day was full on. It was like a good twelve hours each day, and I was in almost every scene. So I was in every day for the twelve hours each day. So it was kind of a lot of it was done on. And as I said, I was only brought into the project like two weeks before I started filming. So a lot of it was like haphazard in the moment, just getting stuff organized, getting myself in ready for each day. So I think a lot of it came out naturally that way as well. Um, but yeah, we know we established that at the very beginning. It, it wasn't to be a, a copy, a carbon copy of, of you know, the, the live show or of any other, you know, iteration of that kind of character that has been seen before. It was going to be unique and different. Yeah, that's definitely a baptism of fire. 16 days to shoot is not a lot <laughs> yeah, at all. It was, it was a tight one. A tight one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and can you take me back to the evening before, the morning of, when you arrived on set and what you were feeling and what the experience was like? I was I was terrified, to be honest. I think I, when, I, when I first got the news, I was like, okay, this is a big deal, you know, and I, but it hadn't really hit me yet. So I let myself have another week or so, um, did the table reading. Which was nerve-wracking enough. I mean, I mean, I had you had Kay, um, uh, Kay Mello, the executive producer from Roland, and all the other execs and all the all the the Shan, the producer, and you had you had all the other cast members, uh, you know, uh, the cast and directors, script script reviewers, like people that were sitting there, like you know, making sure that uh, everything was going steady. And and I'm sitting there; it's my first time, and reading out the lines, and. Uh, that's something I'm used to doing in, in theater. That's something I'm used to doing, you know, uh, rehearsing for like a stage play or whatever, but it was, it was, it was very different. That, that was all part of the buildup. And um, that was the, the week before we started filming. The night before the first day, I was, um, 
with my mom, I think, in the kitchen. I was just sitting there, like, I, I said to her, like, this is, this, is, uh, this is hitting me all at once, basically. And I had a bit of a moment. And I said to her, like, like I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what was worse. Like, the fact that I was going to be, you know, a lead in a BBC Three comedy drama that, that, you know, I could never foresee that happening. Or the fact that I was going to have my, my backside out, you know, on, on TV. I didn't, I didn't realize what was, I was trying to weigh up what was worse. I just, I was just thinking like, in terms of like anxiety, like I, I was already anxious about the whole thing, but then that was just an added layer to the whole, yeah. the whole situation. So uh, I think, to be honest, that was my biggest concern the, the day before. I think it was one of the first scenes um, where I was, I was, I was going to have to expose myself was on the Wednesday of the first week. So this is the Sunday night. And I was more nervous about the Wednesday than I was the Monday, to be honest. So, yeah, um, that's definitely yeah. a unique aspect to have <laughs> thrown into your very first um, yeah. shoot. So <laughs> I can imagine how nerve wracking that was. Um, and so then obviously yeah. you went through your 16 days of filming and you get to the end. How yeah. did you think your initial reaction? How did you think it went? What were you kind of, you know, anticipating would be the reaction to this piece of work? It helped to see what how, how, how everyone else on, on the set, whether it was the crew or, or you know um, any of the, any of the other cast members who had, who had been on it for a couple of days even, um, and who had commented on it and said, you know, this looks like a good production. You know, the production value must be really good on this. You know, the budgets look well. It's, it looks really well. We've seen some of the, you know, the shorts on it. We've seen some of the uh, <clears throat> the takes already, and it's looking really well. Um, and that, that that kind of helped with the momentum. But to be honest with you, like I was just, as I said, I was in, you know, head first and it was just get it done, get through it. Um, it was a bit like a fever dream, the whole thing. It was just like, I was just, I was just out of it. Like just, just tunnel vision focused on, on the, the end result. And when it came to the end of it, I think I just, I just took a breath and just thought, do you know what, no matter what happens, it was a great experience. And um, I, I, I imagined it would do well. Like I knew it was, it was BBC Three, you know, it was it was big production, uh, big enough for for you know what what could have been my first uh, job, and I just thought you know whatever happens, I'm I'm really happy with with how I've gone about it, and I think I've been respectful enough to um, the requirements of the part and the requirements of the show and how it was supposed to turn out. So um, no, I was I was very happy with the whole experience. It, it, it was a lovely set to work on every day. I miss it. A lot. I miss it a lot, actually. So it was it was it was it was good fun. Yeah, and from just watching the first episode, I can say you've definitely done an amazing job, and the whole thing looks incredible. Um, and so has this experience, or did this experience when you finished, reignite a passion for acting and make you want to pursue this as a long term career? Or what kind of happened next? How do you go from shooting intensely for sixteen days to then your normal life again? I suppose. Yeah. Um. Well. That's the thing, like, like I, as I said before, I was kind of falling out of love with the whole thing. And I just thought, you know, that's it, I'm done. And this just happened to occur that summer when I finished school and kind of, it, it, it definitely reignited something within me that I thought, you know, I, I've been recognized for this. You know, I, I, was, I was good enough to get this far. I was good enough to be given the opportunity to audition and then to get this far and to actually get, get on the show in the end. So it definitely, if anything, it did a lot for my confidence. Um, and I think there's something about meeting people as well on, on, on the show. There's a lot of part of the anxiety at the beginning was there was so many people to, 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 to know. There were so many names to remember. And there's a lot going on. And there's a lot going on around you to have to be aware of. Um, and that was a new experience altogether. So that was part of the anxiety, but it was also part of the, the addiction 
for the whole thing it was kind of like it was very addictive to to, to be able to work with so many people to to, to form friendships and with, with people on the set like it was, it was all, all the cast were fantastic and and uh, the crew as well um and i just thought you know um if anything for me it was it was it was giving me insight into what it could be like if i was to pursue this as a career um something that i i could only have dreamed of before you know you, you don't always as i said you don't always get that opportunity and you shouldn't pass it up when you're given it i think it'd be rude not to so um it, it's if anything it's 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 allowed me to be comfortable with where i'm at at the minute i mean obviously at the, at the minute I'm, I'm at university so i'm focused on my studies but um again here it is again the cycle continues <laughs> but uh at the minute i'm focused on my studies and get, get these exams out of the way uh to finish my year and then if anything else happens i mean I've, I've auditioned for things over the past couple of years um i've obviously kept my foot in the water like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give up um so yeah i mean i, I can only i can only hope for for a repeat of of that experience again yeah so i'll, I'll keep trying I'll keep working hard yeah, for sure. I'm sure after this goes out on on BBC Three TV as well, um, things will happen for you. And what are you studying now? Uh, I'm studying Spanish and Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd keep it broad. Didn't want to be too focused on, you know, uh, any sciences or history, or whatever. I thought I would do something like languages because it's a bit more versatile, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe you can act in Italian or Spanish too. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> and circling back to the main theme of this program, which is men's health and, mm -hmm. you know, the narrative about how we're we're still all a bit afraid to talk about it and um, mm -hmm. being there to support your friends and family when they need to talk about things. Mm -hmm. Do you think that going through this process, playing this character has changed how you view speaking about your own health and, and with your friends and things like that has it impacted your life maybe on more of a deeper level in that sense mm -hmm. um well certainly it, it it pointed me towards the issue that, that that's you know something that we don't talk about especially especially men young men um it's even worse back home here um you know in ireland it's it's, it's not it's not something that you probably in the uk it's not something you really talk about very often it's it's not something that you would sit with your mates around, around a pipe and think you know oh, i'll bring this up and we'll chat about these issues i'm having yeah we, we don't do that it's 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 a it's a it's a negative aspect to, to our culture i think here i think it's just you know you kind of you sit tight and you be strong you, you put a, a happy face on and, and keep going uh and you keep things to yourself it's 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 bad enough that we don't talk to each other about these things but it's even worse when you, you can't feel you can't feel that you can go to your doctor and mention it, or you can't go to a medical professional and even just get it checked out, whether that's because of a stigma socially or whether that's because of a, a, a health anxiety that you just do even want to bring it up. You want to just forget that it's there. Um, I think it, it, it's, it was a really important message um, in the show that, you know, this is something that you just, you, you can't afford to keep this to yourself. That's, that's it, put simply. You can't afford to keep things to yourself if it's, you know, regarding your health um and something that, that should really be checked out and there's and there's nothing wrong with you know going for a bit of help somewhere um i think what one of the one of the big uh cultural changes i think i've seen at least in, in, in my generation is that there's a, there's a much more emphasis on mental health um which perhaps wasn't looked at enough in the past unfortunately and i can only hope that, that you know this is part of that movement it's part of that that way of just you know 
um, spreading awareness of how important that is um, to reach out to people, whether it is a doctor about a health issue, whether it's your mental health, whether it's you know, a confidence issue, you can reach out to people. Um, and there's plenty of people in your life you can talk to um, that are out there that are more than ha happy to help. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, that was as we discussed before, like that was part of the message and part of the, part of the weight of the part as well, of the role and of the show. But it was one that I was very happy to take on. Um, and I'm, I'm very proud of, of the show for, for what it's um, conveyed and what it's um, talked about. Something that's not talked about enough, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also what's really interesting about this show is that it's shown from the perspective of um, someone still in school dealing with it and talking mm. about it. Because we always, you know, with the the few things that are out there about men's health, in particular testicular cancer, it's always kind of from the perspective of late 20s or older. So it's really interesting yeah. to see um, a schoolboy go through something like this. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's 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 an, that was an added layer to it as well it was that you know it's it's also happening at a very sensitive age a very sensitive time in, in this this boy's life you know i think that's i think that's part of the vulnerability of a teenager is that you're, you're still trying to figure out where you're at in life you're still trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong and and you know what's okay and what's not and i think that adds to the anxiety behind you know going to talk about things um and putting yourself forward because <clears throat> you're still trying to figure out what's 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 um what's okay what's not and and, and, and uh i think uh for somebody in the school there's the added pressure of of you know social pressure of, of people around you you know school is there's nothing like school is there like i mean yeah. you're at school for for those years and it's just like it's just relentless the pressure and the constant you know judgment that you feel directed towards yourself by everybody around you it's just like you're just trying to figure yourself out and you're trying to find your way in life um, at such a young age and, and, and you're you're edging on ever closer to that that starting you know that that, that starting adulthood um and i think that's something that, that that's highlighted in the show as well it's like mick the character is is you know he's he's like 15 16 and he's a very very sensitive age he still hasn't had his first girlfriend really he still hasn't really got drunk he's never really partied hard all these things that, that he's projected into the future that he's going to do and this this health issue kind of brings it all to the fore it kind of makes him it almost makes him go through like a uh go through you know the, the maturity that you probably go through in, in your late 20s early 30s even you know um he has to do it all at once because of this this health issue that's that's potentially life-threatening in his eyes um and i think that that adds to the whole the whole pressure he's having to grow up very quickly and he's having to deal with with life issues all at once. It's just really interesting to hear your take on that from obviously playing the character. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I think a super important message that hopefully will resonate with a lot of people when it drops on TVs on, I think, the 25th. Um, yes. But correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. So how are you yeah. feeling about that? How are you feeling about the whole nation seeing this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm just, I'm glad it's getting another short again. Um, obviously, it was originally broadcast two years ago. So it's it's been a good while. It's been out for a while, um, and uh, it's great to see that it's going to be on TV again. Uh, BBC Three on twenty fifth. Um, I think it's being shown over the three weeks, so it'll be an episode a week on e each of the Mondays. Um, so no, it, it's fantastic. I'm just glad it's getting the recognition that it deserves. I mean, it's 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 a great show, and it was it was fantastic to work on it with amazing people, and I couldn't have asked for a better first job to be honest. So.
Claro que sí. So I just have one more question for you, something I like to end on with everyone. Um, I know that it, it potentially hasn't been that many years since you were this age, but if you could yeah. go back to your 10-year-old self, sitting on the mm -hmm. other side of this incredible experience that's just happened, something that you never planned for, for your mm -hmm. life, maybe, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give that 10-year-old moving forward? I think just just be just be honest with yourself and be true to yourself. You know, don't don't try to be anybody else. Don't follow crowds, you know, follow your own path if you have to. No, you do have to follow your own path. <laughs> don't don't be following other people's footsteps. So many times I almost went down the route of following someone else because it was it was the easier thing to do. Just pursue your own dreams, no matter what they are. Um and always believe in yourself and always, always um put yourself first when it comes to, you know, the, the, the things that you want to achieve in your life. Um, don't follow other people. Yeah. Do your own thing. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's, it's almost so much more powerful coming from um, you and, and, you know, having experienced what you just experienced to yeah. demonstrate to people that you really can't, you know, you never know what life's going to throw at you. So just keep doing your exactly. own thing and it will all work yeah. out for you. Um, so it's been really great chatting. Thank you so much, Nathan. I really Thank appreciate you, your time. It's lovely meeting you and thanks for this opportunity. It was lovely. So if you do want to tune in and see Nathan in action, My Left Nut will be airing on BBC3 tomorrow, the 25th. The series will run over three episodes released weekly and you can catch up on iPlayer if you have to miss out on anything. Thank you so much for listening and as always, please rate, share and leave a comment if you like what you hear. And don't forget to follow at What It's Like Pod on Instagram and Facebook to never miss out on any episodes. I'll be back soon with more inspiring stories, but for now, this has been What It's Like with Luce.